the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy with your phone calls. I think that's the only rule if you ever want to talk money, if you don't want to talk money on the phone because you're embarrassed about your situation. I get it. Um, I'm not going to be cruel or mean to you. If you want to come to a seminar, you're more than welcome to do that as well. Um, I typically kind of work for beer in a funny way, uh, but not quite anymore. I'm busy, but I try to be approachable. Um, You got to have these questions answered, in my opinion. One of the areas that we throw a lot of money away in is romance scams. A lot of money costs go out the door on people who um, try to let love kind of get too expensive on you. So romance scams are surging in the United States. It always upsets me when I hear things like that. Um, I see a lot of seniors scammed. You know, at some point in time, your mom or dad in their 60s and 70s or 80s, get a phone call, and sometimes their spouse has passed, and they're just lonely. I'll tell you one scam that's not a scam, but it feels like it to me. It's like QVC. And I said, whoa, where did you go with that? My mom would watch QVC because she felt like the people on QVC were talking to her. And then suddenly she would have my mom's not over religious, but overly religious, but there's something called a, a papal pen. And when the Pope came to the United States, they sold papal pens um, as commemorative items. And my mom, you know, reached out and she got like six of them. They were like 40 bucks each. Now, why does a pen cost 40 bucks, first and foremost? You know, something you put on your like lapel or something. And uh, old people, not old people, older people tend to get involved with hoaxes and scams. And it, it, it upsets me. You know, Mrs. Black, uh, this is the IRS. If you don't send us a check for $2,000 right now to this P.O. box, we're going to take your house. Like, that happens. But romance scams soared last year with the number of reported hoaxes hitting 21,400. Now, sometimes you hear about a friend who goes out on a date. They both order expensive meals, and the, the one of the two parties dashes. That sucks. But this is actually bigger than that. Romance scams cost Americans $143 million last year. Now, if you're alone, if you're single, you turn on Fifty Shades, you're like, I kind of want that. Good-looking guy who's a billionaire, good-looking woman whose uh, innocence is uh, captured on film beautifully. We all want you know, to fall in love. But romance scammers often find their victims online through a dating site app social media typically create funny profiles using a stranger's photo they found online 
And then they start pulling your heartstrings. They need money for an emergency, medical emergency or some other misfortune. Don't be that person. But listen, people, $143 million got scammed last year. And who is it that gets scammed the most? And by the way, the, the average cost of a scam, $2,600. That's seven times higher than any other type of fraud. And typically, when you're scamming, being scammed, you're wiring the money or you're mailing gifts or stored value cards. I'm not going to say this upsets me to do this story, but it, it just it frustrates me. Americans aged 40 to 69 reported losing money to the romance scams at more than twice the rate of people in their 20s. But those who are 70 and older have the highest median loss at over $10,000. I don't want to do a love and marriage skit right now, but man, romance, love can be costly, right? That's all I'll throw out there at you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Lee Iacocca passed away. He was a Detroit car guy. I'm not going to go into a, a... an amazing tribute to him or anything like that. He probably deserves one, and I can't do one. But in the 80s, Chrysler was on the verge of bankruptcy, and he was able to get in there, kind of renegotiate with the union, save a lot of jobs. Um, if there were trading cards of economic leaders, business leaders, like you have baseball cards, he would be in it. He would be in it. There's no doubt about it. Um, you could buy an island for $12 million, the infamous island that was on the Fire Festival. It's been listed for sale for $12 million. Now, when I heard about that, I'm like, I kind of want to see it. I could I could, I could, could round up $12 million in an emergency. And uh, it was, you know, the Fire Festival was a highly publicized, high-end music festival in the Bahamas. So it's a Bahaman island. I don't know if it has electricity. I don't know if you have to set up generators. I don't know if you're going to have to buy solar. I don't know if it has dinosaurs on it, uh, but at $12 million, it sounds doable. Um, I don't know if it has an airport. I, I don't know if it has a landing pad for hell. Like, I don't know. I know the fire Festival didn't go over well, and the guy who set it up got people to pay $49,000 for a high-end festival. Backstage access, high-profile artists, dinner with a performer, and... Uh, Let's say this. They got a lot of bologna sandwiches and bottled waters, and that was about it. Complete disaster, mass chaos, no organization. No one knows where to go. There's no villas. There's a tent city, a tent city. Um, The guy who put it together got sentenced six years in prison for fraud. This is our segment called Fraud is Expensive. Are you with me? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Canopy Growth uh, lost a co-CEO. Overnight, it was very weak. It opened weak. It improved as the day went on. The 10-year Treasury dropped under 2%. And S&P 500 is in record territory. The Dow Jones Industrial Average in record territory. The NASDAQ is pushing higher. The Russell 2000 in record territory. Not record territory. Uh, the 10-year Treasury now sits at 195. So as that goes lower, the cost of borrowing goes lower. So there will be more refinances, more mortgages, more uh, bonds uh, issued towards corporations at very low rates. They can make buildings and they can hire and they can you know invest in infrastructure. This is a good time for the U.S. economy, the U.S. government to borrow money because money is so cheap. It's a good time for you to borrow money because money is so cheap. Money at 4% is cheaper or more expensive than money at 2%. Uh, but you look at your credit card somewhere between 18 and 25%, and you can see, ah, now I know why Rob gets so angry. Hulk smash. 
Uh, job creation had another rough start, um, another rough period. Uh, small businesses lost 23,000 jobs. That's a big story. And it's going to play into July 5th in the jobs report. You can sign up for an event coming up, the Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar, talking about long-term care costs, risk in your portfolio, how to transition from wealth uh, accumulation to wealth management, Social Security strategies. Americans leave billions and billions and billions of dollars on the table by taking Social Security too soon. Uh, it's not necessarily a freebie if you live till 90, horrible decision to take it early. But if you live till a year after you take it, pretty good decision. But that's not typically how it plays out. You can sign up for the event, Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto by going to Rob Black's show and using the code RADIO25. See you there. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Buying a car is expensive. Tesla's got good news, which has a different take depending on which analyst you follow. BMW's got an iconic new concept car that is worth looking at. Luxury cars do us a favor, as do NASCAR cars. A lot of amazing technology goes into the cutting edge, which will eventually become standard for your car. Now, that comes with a cost of money, uh, but you get the idea. If you could ever buy a one-year-old, two-year-old car coming off a lease, a certified vehicle, I'd consider it. New cars, you automatically lose 20%. And you know, Chad Burton says something kind of funny. because it's new to you if it's a used car. And that's... We feel like we deserve new cars, but they're pricey. They're not cheap. Uh, you know, people are spending $550, $650. $650 is the average car payment. That's too much. So, moving forward with this, let's talk about Tesla. Tesla's a stock that's in the news. They had a very nice quarter. Uh, not quarter. We're talking about deliveries at this point in time. Now, stock's up 5% today. Now, remember a couple weeks ago, I did a story about an analyst saying, that Tesla's going to, they may hit their deliveries, but they're going to disappoint on their earnings. So don't get caught up in this. But again, it's been a good trading stock if you don't mind getting in and out. And sometimes being on the wrong side of a trade is where it gets expensive. But Tesla reported deliveries of 95,200. There's expectations of about 91,000. Um, but that number's been inching higher in recent weeks as internal memos and emails are being leaked. The company cited that orders generated during the quarter exceeded deliveries, resulting in an increase in backlog. There's been a lot of worry that the demand for Teslas is starting to wane. They view the uh, Canaccord views the numbers as further evidence that you know the demand cliff theory is flawed, and they believe that Tesla's well positioned to capitalize on the inflection point of higher of electric vehicle penetration rates. They have a $394 price target on a $224 stock. Wow. Now, Oppenheimer believes the backlog increase directly contradicts the naming demand thesis, at least for the time being. Second quarter production of 87,000 will be viewed as in line or a bit soft and leave the company open to criticism that it continues not to reach its targeted 1,000 a day production run rate for longer than short bursts. They're turning their focus now to gross margins and free cash flow. Um, for the quarter. They think the average selling price is going to be strong, which they believe is likely the case to higher mix of European Union shipments. They expect gross margins free cash flow to surprise to the upside. They have an outperform on it. 
Credit Suisse says 19, 2019 delivery guides likely maintain a mid-fine beat. Their estimate is below guidance. Now focus turns to gross margins, free cash flow. Well, they see Tesla is well ahead of the other manufacturers in electrification and software. For Tesla to be more than a niche, one of their core challenges will be for Tesla to improve its gross margin profile. They call it an underperform. Literally three analysts with almost three different takes. One bullish, one kind of neutral with positive, and one negative. BMW has unveiled a Vision M Next concept car. They've hired a, a composer to create sound for it. The European Union requires that electric cars have some sort of sound. And that's exactly what the BMW Vision M Next does when you start it. It's got this big, uh, grand feel to it. I think that's kind of funny, right? It has the the ability to go from 0 to 62 miles an hour in three seconds, 600-horsepower engine. It's electric. Top speed, 186 miles. It's electric. Boogie, woogie, 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 woogie. Um, electric slide. One of the worst songs ever. But this is a pretty cool concept car. And it's got integrated sound done by Hans Zimmer, who did Dunkirk. He did Rain Man. He's done a lot of movie soundtracks. But when you start the car, there's this swelling cinematic sound. And automakers have also added sounds to electric cars for safety reasons. I can't tell you how many people I almost hit when I had an electric car in San Francisco because they're looking at their iPhone. They may have AirPods in, and they don't hear the car coming. Um, BMW said it's going to launch 25 electric vehicles, which typically means hybrid or battery-powered vehicles by 2023. So that would be a potential negative for Elon Musk and Tesla. Hey, guys, did you notice I did a whole segment, a whole break on cars? I could do like a car technology segment. I won't. I won't, but I did. Um, I don't want to niche myself into being too cliche, if you know what I'm saying. Um, 10-year treasury dropped under 2%. That's feeding the stock market fuel to pull higher. One analyst sees us melting up 10% from here. The initial jobless claims, I think, is a flag of negative. I believe in flags. I think if I go to the moon and plant an American flag, it belongs to America. Uh, we've been doing that for over you know, 800 years of wherever you plant your flag, it's yours. So I have a negative flag. Short-term positive on the lower cost of borrowing money. Short-term positive on the implications for the stock market, but typically that's warning. Now, again, we've done really, really good as a nation, and the world has on lowering the, you know, just printing currency to solve problems or saying we're going to go with low interest rates. We're kind of, how shall we say, economically engineering good times. President Trump nominated Christopher Waller and Judy Shelter to the Fed Board of Governors, Um that should create lower interest rates in the future. Uh, Iran has warned it will increase its enrichment of uranium. That could be a, a potential negative. You know, they're basically saying, Trump, you're an idiot, and you can't stop us. Nee, 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 nee. Um, so it, there's a lot going on right now, right? If you want to learn how to invest in retirement, if you want income in retirement, if you want to learn more, you can meet CFP Chad Burton and myself. Thursday night at 6.30 to 8.30, July 11th, the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. 
You can sign up for the event at Rob Black's show. Use the code radio 25 to get in for free. See you there. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Early July, we've got a great stock market with low interest rates. Low interest rates kind of is a bit of a problem because it's kind of saying there's problems in the world. A lot of money, people flock and hide their money in low cost uh, or low yielding securities. And it's just telling you they're afraid of other things. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. We're going to be hanging out with CFP Chad Burton July 11th in Palo Alto. Good chance to meet a certified financial planner. You can sign up for the event at the Elks Lodge by going to newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. Hit the event page and um, use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Mr. Burton, um, you are a certified financial planner. There was a headline out there today uh, about a firm named Fieldstone Financial Management charged in $1.3 million by the SEC for defrauding retail investment advisory clients failing to disclose conflicts of interest related to their recommendation to invest in securities issued by affiliates of another company. How can people make sure that they're working with someone who's legit, uh, too legit, too legit? How can, how can we know that we're not working with someone who's you know, a flunky and he's selling a product? How do we know that you know, Bernie Madoff scares a lot of people kind of thing? Yeah, and so here's the the key, um, especially for something like Bernie Madoff or what happened in this situation, is you have to have a custodian that is actually holding your money. Okay. So in a situation where the investment advisor is, is your true fiduciary, meaning they, they act in your best interest, you're not going to write the check for your investment out to them. You might write a fee, a check for a fee to them. But and that should well, be really small. Well, I mean, it depends on the situation and how complicated it is your financial plan. Is okay. you need a but it should be small compared to your. Need... It should be small compared to your assets. Is what I'm going for. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, okay. much, much smaller. Yeah. So if if you're going to invest, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, you're not making the check out to the investment advisor. You're making it out to TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or Schwab okay. or Pershing or one of these large custodians so that you get the statements directly from the custodian, right? The investment advisor is just authorized to trade the account based on the investment model that you agree to and bill the account for the fee schedule that you agreed to. And if you're in that situation, you're, you're much safer. What happened with, like, for example, on Bernie Madoff, not only was the investment advisor, but they also acted as their own custodian, so they printed their own statements and put whatever they wanted on the statements. And in a case like this, I mean, they're, they're, this guy's saying uh, what happened in that case, he was having investors invest in a company that was actually giving him loans for other things on the back end. Okay. So they were writing the check directly to the investment company. So that's where people go wrong is there's no third party. There's no, there's no custodian involved to make sure that there's checks and balances, that every transaction is watched and that you get a copy of every transaction. So that's, that's one step. The second step is making sure you're working with a certified financial planner because, Rob, you could have somebody sit there for three or four days with a book and study for what's called a Series 65 test yep. that allows you to be called an investment advisor. And it's a, it, the test is a joke. It, it's, it's, a total, it's, it's ridiculous. A lot of it is securities laws that, that make really no sense. It doesn't help people make good decisions about money. It's just, have you read the laws, essentially? 
And then all of a sudden, I can call myself an investment advisor. Anybody right. should within weeks. And then there's no, there's no, you know, schooling or anything like that that's required. It, to be a certified financial planner, though, you have to be tested in taxes, insurance, retirement planning, estate planning, investing. You have to pass a test in each of those courses. You have to submit a, a, a financial plan. You have to take a final exam that's 10 hours long, given over two days. It's a 55% pass rate. But then there's one more step. There's the, are you a fiduciary and do you have any conflicts of interest? And you can ask that and have people put it in writing whether they do or not. And so if you kind of take those steps, the custodian, certified financial planner, fiduciary, um, fee only, no conflicts of interest, then you know you're going to get very pure advice. Because when it comes to money advice, a lot of times there's not one right answer. It's an, it might be two or three options that work really well for the family, and then you've got to kind of work through the process of choosing the best option that meets everybody's needs for, you know, whether it's one person has low risk tolerance, one person has high, the concerns of taxes, whatever it may be. And so it's, it's kind of a counseling session after that. It's interesting that you talk about designation. I got two quick stories for you. Um, back when I was just getting out of college, a friend of mine went to work for Smith Barney and he had business cards and he was like saying, Hey, you should sign up for a mutual fund. His business card said he was a vice president at Smith Barney. It sounds impressive. It's not. Everyone's a vice president at Smith Barney. So the title CFP is a good one for a working relationship. My second one is a guy, a friend of mine, uh, he would go to Vegas and his play with women, like to get them to like him because he didn't really have much going on. He would have a fake business card that would like read directory at Google. And it's kind of funny, but it shows you people kind of manipulate titles. So it's really important to focus on the CFP one. Do people need a CFP more during wealth building or more in retirement? Is there a right answer? Do you have to choose a side like the Civil War? Uh, no. Well, it, it really depends. During the wealth building phase, it depends on how complicated your situation is. So. Uh, you know, for the first 250, maybe even 500,000, I think a lot of people could run off the you know 15 things you can do before you need to hire a financial advisor. That's downloadable at the website, and it talks about how you deal with debt and getting the employer match. When do you fund a Roth IRA? Protecting your biggest asset, which is your ability to earn money, and all those things that you can do. But you will get to a certain point where you have to start making decisions. And sometimes that point is a portfolio value. Usually it's around a half a million where people start acting more emotionally on their investing and they need to start turning it over so that they can take the emotion out of it um, or they just don't have the time to do it. Or they're dealing with, I've got kids going to college. I've got RSUs that are vesting. What do I do with that money? Am I overweight in my employer's stock? I've got estate planning needs. I'm, I'm dealing with my employee benefits. And things just get so complicated. It's you know that you need to go delegate it to somebody that you trust so that you can focus on what you do well. You know, kind of that millionaire next door mindset where, you know, if you have the ability to go earn money at a high level, why are you sitting there trying to do your own plumbing for eight hours on a weekend when you could go focus on your business? You, you delegate the plumbing out. It's, a, it's the same kind of a situation. You, you focus on what you're good at. Um, when it comes to retirement, you definitely need one, though, because there's, there's constant monitoring of your expenses and your portfolio returns, rebalancing. Like right now, if somebody's really low on cash in retirement, what a perfect time to peel some of the gains off the market. The market's up 18% for the year. Revenues are going to be up across the board on the S&P 500, an average of 4 or 5%. Interest rates are extremely low because you know, the Fed doesn't want recession as a result of the trade war. So you see there's a disconnect there. Maybe it's time to peel off some gains 
and set yourself up so that if you do have a market correction or recession, you're going to be okay. And then every year before the end of the year, you need to meet with your advisor to talk about your tax issues. Where are you? Are you uh, are your tax withholding, your quarterly payments on track? Is there any Roth conversion strategies? Is there any gifting strategies that you can do? And then you're dealing with issues in retirement like long-term care. How do you pay for that? And just overall estate planning, where you might have an estate planning document, but what do your assets look like? Who's getting what? What is that going to actually? What are they actually getting when you're 95 years old and you pass away? Um, so definitely constantly in retirement, several times a year. But the wealth building phase depends on how complicated it is and how much you need to to delegate. Sounds good. Um, I consider myself more of a wealth builder. I am not a CFP. I consider you more of a wealth manager. You are a CFP. We're running a little low on time. I got an email from the Shaw. Uh, I would like to do a living trust. What is the cost and how long does it take? Uh, The cost of a living trust in California is typically you know thirty five to forty five hundred bucks. Um, out of that, you're going to get a trust, a will, power of attorney, health care directive, and you know several sessions that deal with who gets what and how do you want to control it after you die. Do you need to haunt people after you die to make sure they don't mess up their lives with inheriting money? And you know the process typically takes um, you know two to three weeks. And part of that process is making sure that once you have the living trust document, which helps you avoid probate when you die, the massive cost of probate in California. Um, that the assets are title property, like your home, your, your taxable accounts, and things like that, making sure that they're actually titled properly so they flow through your trust properly. You can go to a seminar and get a trust maybe cheaper, but then you won't get the titling and all of the counseling that's involved, and it's not worth the money. I hear you. And that's kind of like a trust farm when you do those uh, big group events. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily the best way to go. Um, what goes in a trust and what doesn't? Because that's kind of complicated in my mind. Yeah, so what goes in a trust is your home, any real estate, um, any, if you own a business or real estate through an LLC, the shares of the LLC get re-registered to the living trust. Um, so any taxable non-retirement accounts go into the trust. Retirement accounts, you still have to name the beneficiaries properly, and in most cases, you don't want to name the living trust. You want to name different trusts that might be created that specifically hold retirement accounts. So if somebody has a really large retirement account that they need to protect for their kids, they might do a certain type of a trust. There's kind of a law in Congress, though, right now messing with that idea. So it's, it gets a little complicated when you have large type retirement accounts, Rob. We've got less than a minute. Financial plan's done. The estate plan's done. You've got perfect income in retirement. Any other things to think about? Oh, man. Miss, miss tax opportunities. I see people kind of in that situation. They're, they're really enjoying life, but they, they have giving opportunities, like being able to give their required minimum distributions to their favorite church or charity, and then couple that with Roth conversions. Just great estate planning and tax stra- planning strategies that you can still do. You're a great sport. Thanks for playing along. Come meet CFP Chad Burton at the Income and Tax Planning Seminar that we're doing in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Great parking, great, easy to get to. Thursday, July 11th, 6.30 to 8.30. Lots of info at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 when you sign up under the event page. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. That's the number one mistake you can make when it comes to dealing with, I guess I want to say, your money. It sounds odd to say out of like that, but it is. So, 39% of Americans, 4 out of 10 Americans, say the economy is in bad shape. 
a lot of people really feel that there's some stress out there. And yet, the stock market's hitting an all-time high. What do you do when you feel that um, things aren't going well? You, you tend to turtle up a little bit. You tend to protect yourself and hide a little bit, right? Or am I just crazy? Uh, you don't let the emotional get in the way of the practical. You got to save money for retirement. It is crucial. One of the interesting statistics that I saw out there, and I think this is a good money lesson, is that 50% of college students, undergraduates in particular, say they could have borrowed less money than they did. It found the average college graduate borrowed $12,000 more than necessary. The average represents an extra $119 per month over a 10-year loan repayment period. Um, when you get scholarship money and grant money, save it. Don't blow it on pizzas. Don't blow it on clothing. Don't blow it on dining out because you could probably get through college in your skinny days. I know that in college, I didn't need to spend money to find love. There was plenty of it out there. I know that I probably could got by with a ramen noodle package at five for a dollar versus, you know, a $14 pizza. Same amount of garbage food going in your belly, in my opinion. And how many times did I order pizza and like, you know, roommates and uh, sweet mates would come grab it, right? I wasn't rich, but I was living like I was rich. About 20% of American students who graduated in 2016 who carry debt said they used loan money to pay for vacations, for dining out, and for other entertainment. I bet it was higher than that. That's terrible. Some of them probably used it for things like rent. Um, if I can go back to my college days, the amount of money that I put into play would be far less. I would be a much skinnier spender, so to speak. So that's out there. I think that's good advice, too. And that goes with your car. That goes with your house. Um, if you buy a vacation house, do you really need a 3,000-square-foot place that could fit two families? Or do you want to just take care of your family and meet the other families out somewhere? Or get a couple bunk beds and you know a couple mattresses that you store in a closet? You can get by. It could be comfortable. It could be tight but comfortable, right? Uh, one of the questions that I get often is, I want to buy stocks. I just don't want to like do the research. So a lot of people do shortcuts, and they want someone else to do the research for them. You know, um, they want to buy the next IPO because they've seen IPOs doing well. They want to buy the next food alternative company that's not using animals because they've seen one do well. The problem is when you get into buying stocks, you get into valuation discrepancies and comparables. And that's why I want people to be a passive investor in index funds or ETFs until they get $100,000. Once you get $100,000, you can put the next $10,000 into Apple or Nike or uh, Disney, whatever you want to. But the first $100,000 should be in an S&P 500 fund or a Wilshire 5000 or a Russell 3000 fund. It could be in a large cap value. You know, Fidelity might have something that tickles you. Fidelity, Vanguard, TD Ameritrade all have very low cost mutual funds, all that you could do passive investing with. And a lot of times you don't even have to pay a dollar to buy into them. And then the ongoing management fees that are in it, basically recording transactions and such like that, which is a legality issue, are going to be 20 cents to 30 cents on every $100. That's a way better way to go than the way I see most people go. So there's some things that are out there. I like passive investing. I have a friend who's a police officer, and he likes buying individual stocks. I'm like, dude, you're doing it all wrong. Be a good cop, because that's what you do. Does cop 
mean citizen on patrol or does it not? I've always wanted to figure that one out and I just can't be, I just can't do it. So some other top stories out there today. Um, Barclays is saying a rally sending the stock market 10% higher has a 65% chance. Now, again, do you know Barclays? I don't know Barclays. I've heard of Barclays. I've been in a Barclays building. But they're basically saying a a truce between the U.S. and China will create a mini bubble, a melt up, if you will. So we're already up 17% this year, 19% a couple days into July. Not bad. Now, the Federal Reserve can kind of buy us a little bit of insurance on that 10% rally by saying we're going to cut interest rates and then cutting interest rates. I don't know. Are you with me or against me? Because you do have to choose a side. This is a civil war. Do you see a melt up or do you think that's just crazy talk? Job creation had a rough month. Jobs are the blood of the economy. We can't survive without them. Private payrolls rose 102% in June. Missing expectations of 135,000. The number sets the stage for another possible disappointment on Friday's non-farm payroll report. First Friday of every month kills me. Because that's the data that kind of gives me, I'm not going to say a 30-day pass, but maybe a 30-day pass. Something like that. Um, Small business has lost 23,000 jobs for the month as construction and mining suffered drops. So I don't feel that bad that it's construction and mining. Construction, I don't like seeing jobs lost there. Mining, I don't know if that's going to hurt the economy uh, if the coal miners aren't working. But is that a small business? And again, oh... There's some small businesses that are pulling some minerals, you know, go into formation of construction. So it's telling you that this is a bad number. It's, it's not horrible, but it's not good. It's on the side of negative in neutral versus positive. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Come meet me. Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar, Thursday, July 11, 63830 Palo Alto, Elks Lodge. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.